Welcome to the Ruby Hour, a podcast produced by our company, Ruby Riot Creatives. We specialize in video production and content marketing, and we're based in Charleston, South Carolina. I'm Shelby Ring. And I'm Madeline Rager. This podcast is devoted to interviewing extraordinary people doing extraordinary things and nuggets of wisdom that they've learned along their journey. Also, just want to give you a heads up, uh, we have potty mouths and we're talking about inappropriate things. happening in here right now with the light or just yeah just like everything oh my god you're like way bigger than most of our guests <laughs> i know like this looks different how dare you i'm very sensitive about my weight Stop. how dare you let's shift the bench push the seat over like you that way i'm never eating again oh my god we have a gigantic guest yeah. do you want me to introduce you it's like i have pj brown who's a like what do you like to call yourself Whatever, just like the call cheap. me whatever you want to call me. Alright, um, I'm gonna call you Buddha. Do you like to go by a cinematographer or videographer? Uh... <laughs> cinematographer. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. I like to go by a film director. Do you, do you want me to introduce you as a no, film director? I would okay. literally jump out the window. Lead cinematographer of his company, Life in Rewind. I'm the only cinematographer in my company. The lead and only yeah, cinematographer. Lead okay, solo. fine. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Ruby Hour. I have the elusive animal PJ Brown in the house. He is the uh, lead and only cinematographer with his company, Life in Rewind Films. Can I interrupt you real fast? Yep. I was told like this was going to be like a pleasant place and like I was going to feel good about myself coming here and the first thing that has come out of their mouth is you're so huge that Just you're, look at him in the that shot, you're okay? throwing the composition of our shot off like so Hulk. I'll never eat again, and uh, you know, you know I, this is I ninety minutes of silence. For the record, I just want to say that I said this was a brave space, not a sure. safe space. So it's your opportunity if you want to step in and be bold, yeah, be vulnerable, or if you um, or step out if I'm about to cry on camera from the inside. Yeah, just the door yeah, is yeah, right gotcha, there; it's gotcha, close gotcha, to you. Yeah. So, oh my gosh! So this guy. All right. So let me just tell you from one videographer, cinematographer, fanciographer to another. So like his work is insane. We love it. We watch it in our spare time. Um, and uh, that doesn't sound creepy at all. <laughs> Usually between the hours of 2.45 a.m. and 3.15 a.m. Weird texts back and forth. No, so anybody in the wedding industry, like we just had one of our friends on and she was like, you got PJ on the show. So I just want to tell you like expectations that with this guy. It's like through the roof. Um, but yeah, we're going to take this hour and get to know who is the the man behind Life in Rewind because you don't have any pictures of yourself. Zero. On your website, whatever. Sean and Elizabeth, they're the only they're people the that only are <laughs> pumping constant pictures of you Nothing out. Nothing makes me more just fearful and nightmares at night. Well, I'll get a text from Elizabeth Fay, who's like one of my closest friends in town, and she'll say, Oh, tomorrow we're looking for content. We're thinking about doing a, a Paulie Brown day where we just post pictures of you all day. I'm like, that sounds horrible, and you will lose followers, <laughs> for sure. Your followers will flock away. Yeah, yeah, you will flock, your business will go under, like, you oh and Sean God. will probably break up, like, nothing but horrible things The world happen. is going yeah, yeah, to crumble. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I had a list of great questions. I always prepare things before our shows, and my printer was like, you've got nothing. So I just have his name, PJ Brown, is literally. They don't call her the best of the best for nothing. Ah, <laughs> I like to be prepared. So uh, we're going to be winging this one. But Perfect. no, so tell me a little of, like. Can I say something? 
And the, yeah. First off, congrats. This is such a cool idea. Like, Thank we you. always see podcasts from all over, and it's really cool to have, like, in the small creative community in Charleston, you guys doing it. It's really cool. Thank so, you. Slow clap to oh, Ruby Riot oh, Creative. Yeah. yeah. Well done. Get well done. Day. No, for real, it's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. Honored to be here. Uh, well, we're pumped to have you here. Thank you. So, um, where are you from? I'm from uh, Chicago, Illinois. So, actually, like, I'm born and raised like 30 minutes outside of the city. Okay. Yeah. And what brought you to Charleston? I, I visited Charleston a few times before, and I'd always loved it. And I was kind of traveling around, and I knew I wanted to leave Chicago, because in Chicago, I was bartending. And I was bartending at, like, the biggest douchebag nightclub ever. Oh, but the was money was, that. like, insane. <laughs> yeah. So I knew that this was like something I kind of had in my back of mind, but actually when I came to Charleston, I wanted to open a pizza restaurant. So that's what, the reason I came to Charleston. So I knew in Chicago it was too much competition for a pizza place, and I just knew like I always had um, bartending to fall back on. As uh-huh. I said, because the money was good, I was like, oh, if it doesn't work out, I can bartend. I'm like, I need to go to some place where if it doesn't work, like I'm homeless. Uh, so <laughs> when I came, so I was gonna trying to figure out when I was gonna move, and then in Chicago in 2011 they had something called the snowpocalypse, which literally was so cold that people were just leaving their cars in the middle of the road because there was so much snow you couldn't drive anymore. Whoa. And my car was frozen shut, and I'm like, I'm Whoa. getting older, life's too short for this, I'm out. Uh, so I moved here like October of 2011. Okay. Yeah. Going on eight. Finishing a solid eight, yeah, going solid, on nine. solid eight years. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. So, what um, was? Oh, I had the best question lined up to sure. like frame this, but sure. it was like, what? Just go with it. Inspired you to get into filming? Like, tell me about your journey, and don't sure. don't give me. I don't want the abbreviated version. You probably pitched to like clients or whatever. No, like, like what was your your moment that like you fell in love with video? I'm gonna be 100 percent honest with you. So I went <laughs> to college to play baseball, and I got one of the school I went to. I ended up um, majoring in like broadcasting and film, just because it was like the easiest major. Okay. So I was like, I just want to focus on Efficient. playing sports. Yeah, and I, I was like, it. but. But then as I kind of got into it, I was like, oh, this is cool, but is this really something I want to do for the rest of my life? I didn't know. When I graduated, I kind of moved around. Um, And as I said, when I came here, I wanted to open a pizza restaurant. And quickly, I realized I was so far in over my head, I will go bankrupt. Uh, And also just realized that I was going to have to be working seven days a week for the next five to ten years. And that's not what I wanted. (laughs) So then I was like, well, holy shit. What I was 30 at the time, I said, holy shit, I'm 30. Well, now what am I going to do? Hmm. So I was like, well, what about what I went to school for? <laughs> so I kind of just started to pick it up. But when I graduated, I graduated college in 03. Everything has now changed. Like back then we had huge cameras. It took like six people to even hit record. <laughs> you know, I threw my back out twice just <laughs> trying to like load it on. Uh, and now you got, please don't cough while I'm talking. Okay. Um, Madeline just got called out. <laughs> cut, cut. We're, we're cutting this. Um, but like now it. you just have, you know, these little mini DSLRs. And we didn't even know what that was when I was going to school. Yeah. So I basically just kind of like taught myself over and over again. And then the way I got started in town is I literally went door to door, like old school with a DVD of like my shit. 
DVD, folks. DVD. DVD. That's almost as old as a VHS. And I didn't know what I wanted to do. Yeah. So I was just like, well, what's the consistent thing in town? And it was weddings and funerals. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Oh, shoot. <laughs> so yeah. I went and I handed my DVDs to a few wedding planners in town. Crickets. They wanted nothing to do with me. Because you're yeah. yeah, like, yeah, like, who's this guy? They're like, oh, let us see some of your work. I'm like... I don't have any. Yes. <laughs> so oh, yeah. I finally got a call one day from a funeral company and they're like, hey, you got booked. And I'm like, I don't know whether to be like, yes, my career is about to take off or holy shit, my career is over. Oh, my. The fact that I got booked. So I got booked to do two different things with this funeral. I put together the old like uh, photo montage. Yes. And then. I actually went to the funeral and I set up a tripod in a back room and they're like, we just want you to like interview people about the deceased and they're going to like tell stories and then like put together a video. Yeah. So I did that and I was like, I never want to do that again. It was like, oh my god, were it, people just like crying? Yeah, talking about it was how much just horrible. The and like, I didn't oh know god, the and person. I'm the just camera. sitting there. Oh and, no. Like, I'm just going. This is <laughs> this is unreal. Oh. And, I, and then I was like, well, shit, I'm 30. What what else am I gonna do now? And then finally, I had one wedding planner that said, I'll let you do it, but obviously you gotta do it for free. I'm like, oh, for sure. And then I did my first one for free, and then it just kind of took off from there. So, I mean, with roots in the funeral industry, yeah, yeah, that's pretty brilliant, though. Like, I applaud the uh, surveying the market and be like, where's there always a constant need? Sure. That's uh, when I came here because I came here five years ago, and it was like I didn't know there was that many weddings here. Yeah. I just knew that. I was like, I think I, I think there's weddings here. I think there's like southern culture. Sure. Weddings are such a big deal and I definitely dove into I had one wedding that I shot solo under my belt before coming to Charleston yeah. and it was a, a nudist wedding. Do you still have that footage? I do. Uh, I'm gonna need to see that. <laughs> oh no. And uh but it, so I'm like trying to tell um uh, I did Was I did it in it, town? It was no, oh, no. It was in Puerto I would Rico. Say, please say Lounge Grove. Oh <laughs> it was at Lounge Grove. The procession, <laughs> the pictures off on the, the pier were from incredible. The, yeah. the boat, and then walking <laughs> down into silence. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it was in Puerto Rico, That's and uh, yeah, a whole bridal party, butt ass mm-hmm. naked, um, and it was. Uh, so I, I had to like tell people like, yeah, I've filmed weddings. You're just gonna have to believe me on this one because right. I couldn't be like, sure. here's a bunch of naked people. But in your mind, you knew you could do a good job. Yeah. And that's how I felt too. Yeah. But also like being from Chicago and like, we didn't know what like a big, like a big budget wedding is. You had yeah. no clue. And then you came to town again, like you're, you're going, cool, I work for free, but I don't even know what to charge. Like uh-huh. when you're moving forward, cause you're going, well, are people gonna pay for this? Like, yeah. and, and who wants this? And you're just so confused by, by the whole industry. And then finally, like after a year or two, you're like, well, damn, like maybe you can actually pay your bills with this. Maybe yeah. you can actually provide for your cats. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, I mean, I I try. Yeah. <laughs> I try. Malik might have, I actually fed him ham uh, on the stairwell where he likes to throw up. I uh, Perfect. I tried, he, he ate like half of it. Solid. Picky cat, but. Okay, cool. So from Chicago. So um, where, like, I love 
in your footage and how you film. Well, first of all, okay, wait, we gotta back up because I love on your website, like I feel like the moment that I established like a vendor crush with you was you were like, I don't care or I don't understand why people ask what kind of camera equipment I work with or you know, like I don't give a shit about your table placemat, whatever. I wanna take an elbow to the face, getting granny break dancing, like that, is like I read that and I was like, thank you. Like, thank you. Yeah. Because it's like why, you know, all the curated, like the expectation of like, oh, I need to fight with the photographer doing detail shots to do the so same stupid. thing twice. So stupid. And I'm missing like the bride getting ready with her buddies and like champagne or shots or yeah. whatever. And, you know, so walk me through like how did you go from meager uh you know funeral <laughs> filming uh videographer to um someone that's like i don't give a shit about you or whatever i want to capture emotion yes yeah, so, i mean the people sometimes ask me for advice and one of the biggest things i'm like the one thing i'd say to everyone if you want to be any type of entrepreneur i don't care videographer or whatever restaurateur take business classes And when Mm. I came to town, I took business classes and the one guy said to me, he's like, what do you want to do? And this was after the pizza place was about to go belly up. Mm and uh, or the non-existent pizza place I yes. knew it was gonna go belly up. Yes. Um, and I was like, oh, I wanna do this, 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 this. And he straight up said to me, he's like, you're an idiot. And he's like, you are gonna fail at all that because you don't know, he's like, he's like you need to be a hunter uh, he's like, or he goes, you don't want to be a hunter that has like a shotgun and you're just spraying random shells everywhere, just praying to hit something and it's going to work out. He's like, you need to be like a Navy SEAL sniper where like, you know what your market is, you know your client and that's who and that's who you're with. Mm. Um, and I think that's something that I identified pretty quickly. Uh, like, so when I decided that I was going to start doing wedding videos, I watched hundreds of them and and I'm not putting down anyone else's work. This isn't a slam on anyone else. But 99% of them made me want to punt my computer out of my <laughs> office and be like, what is going on? What did I just watch for the last 50 Yeah, Yeah, but I was like, holy shit, is this what people want? Like, is mm-hmm. this what people want? Because my first wedding, I sat there and I twirled a stupid ass ring. Oh, yeah. And I, I'm like, because that's what I saw. But then I watched that and I was like, why do I feel like I'm your cat that just ate ham? I'm about to puke everywhere. Yeah. So Love then <laughs> so then I was just like, that's not what I want to do. Like, mm-hmm. that's not what I want my brand to be. And that's like, that's one thing, again, just talking to anyone that's starting off. Like, if you think everyone's your client, you're wrong. Like, you want to be picky on who your client is. And that's something... I'm very, very particular now who I'm working with just because I know what style I shoot with. And yeah, I I love to customize stuff for clients, but at the same time, like a super, super traditional Southern wedding with like a church wedding and then a, a, you know, reception inside Francis Mary and everything. It's like, that's not my style. Like, and I'm not putting down that wedding. I'm just saying I'm not not the dude to shoot that wedding. Um, just because it doesn't vogue uh, with my style, but um, so yeah, so I just kind of watched hundreds and hundreds of weddings going, cool, that is not what I want. I want to have like a style that's to me, and one thing I couldn't stand is that everything was so serious. 
like yeah. between the music yeah. and I'm like, yeah. damn, it's not that serious. Like it's a freaking wedding. Yeah. Like it's supposed to be, party. Supposed to yeah. be having fun. And when you mm-hmm. think about the way a wedding is broken down is you got 90% of the day is super fun. Like everyone's getting ready bridesmaids are drinking the dudes are doing you know beer bongs or whatever and then you have yeah the 15 minutes of seriousness for uh the ceremony the 15 minutes of seriousness for the speeches uh and the first dances and after that's a party so like but people were only focused on like the all the serious parts and again like the music i was just like dude this isn't like uh land of the mohicans or whatever that movie is called with daniel a lewis Brilliant movie. Um, Wait, how but, do you how do you feel about Christina Perry's "A Thousand Years"? That song. The song. Yeah. Oh, uh, like for a wedding video. Yeah. Oh, just next level creativity. Really, really great stuff. Just really, really good. Um, that and haunts my nightmares. Because I, I, I remember seeing uh, <laughs> the wedding videos in six in a row that I watched on Vimeo had "Train Marry Me" on it, oh, and I was no. just like, "What is going on?" <laughs> Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, just kind of like built like try to make it more customized, and then one thing too, as you were talking about, which is such a huge point, you made two really good points, is talking about battling with the photographers. Yeah, this is the biggest advice I can give anyone that is trying to get higher level weddings: be nice to the photographer you work with. They will book you ninety nine percent of your business because yeah. the way it works in any. The majority of high-end weddings, obviously the planner gets booked first. Then they're going to book their photographer. Mm-hmm. And the first thing they're going to ask the photographer is... Do you do videography? Yeah, do you do videography? <laughs> oh, you don't? I thought we were paying for both. Yeah. Uh, and if you don't, well, who do you recommend? Yeah. And and I will say this, and this sounds horrible, I think the majority of people that I work with photographer-wise haven't even seen my work. Like, they're not going mm. back and looking. Right. But they're just like... Well, huh, that guy was fun to work with. Yeah. He had minimal equipment. Yeah. He shot by himself. He never got in my way. Yeah. And we we had a few laughs at the vendor table. Yeah. Huh, that guy seems like a good fit. And again, like they're not even watching my stuff, but it's just yeah. because you're cool yeah. and you're l- making sure that you're not impeding on what they do because yeah. I understand they got it way more stressful than we do, I think because they have shot lists and this and that. So. Yeah, yeah. And they're having to direct all of the things, yeah. all of the people, yeah. Sorry, this is a super long-winded answer. Um, but also, I love what you said too about the camera. Like, if you think a client cares, I-, I Please, just like, take off, just take So off. I went, it was one of the darkest times of my life. I don't know why I did it. I went to a wedding, I'm not gonna name the thing, but I went to a wedding networking event out of the area and there was another videographer there and this guy just oozed ego and the first question he asked me is what are you shooting with? oh yeah and i'm like what are you working with you, you canon or you nikon what do you <laughs> yeah. got and i'm like i don't know one of the sony models and he's like i shoot with a red so anyone like a red is like a super high-end cinema camera used for like music videos and movies blah blah, blah. and i wanted to be, go to him and be like you're such an idiot if you think like anyone can tell the difference, but also like a red for a wedding would be a miserable camera choice. Like yep. it, it's horrible. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I was like, well, why do you do that? And he's like, because the second you bust out the red from your camera bag, it just shows that like you're a big deal. And I'm like, oh my God. 
Like, I wanted to punch the guy square in the face. Did you? No. I'm actually very scared of physical altercations, despite my enormous size. Hulk over here in the corner. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah. So, like, none of that matters. There's there's a company I really like, and they shot a... uh, a wedding. They were so tired of getting that question that they shot a wedding on an iPhone just to show like it doesn't matter what equipment I have. If you know how to shoot, if you know how to edit, if you know how to pull a motion out, you literally you could make a claymation like flip yeah. look and it's yes. going to be better than yep. a lot. So um, yeah, to me it doesn't matter at all and even like and I'm not saying my style fits for every company. Everyone has and I want every company to have their own style, but like the way my style is is like I literally shoot handheld 98% of the day the only time I put something on a tripod is for a speech Mm -hmm. Um, but it's just like because to me I don't care if the shot looks perfect like I want that handheld movement and the rawness I want it to be in and out of focus Mm -hmm. because that's like what love and life is like it's dirty it's gritty it's it's not the imperfections are sometimes what makes it great and I think the companies that try to make everything seem perfect like oh let's redo this let's stage this uh like it's just that's what makes a wedding video corny yeah and again some clients want want that they which want is corny. fine but like for me that is like what would make me want to get out of the business if a client was like well this is what i want you to do I'd be like no absolutely not like what's your ring table um set up how do you yeah. like to style the rings yeah Oh, I'm sorry, you didn't get enough shot of our napkins. I mean, obviously you feel the same way, right? Yeah, so like I had all of my equipment stolen out of my car after I, not after a wedding, I didn't lose footage. And, uh, but I was, you know, my first eight months of filming here in Charleston and I freaked out. I had uh, basically like- So what was stolen? Um, It was, I mean, I had about $10,000 of gear at that time. Cameras, lenses, um, batteries, memory cards, like everything I needed, like my whole wheelhouse uh, broken in two and pulled out of the Also car. what you thought you needed at that time. Yes, yeah. and so, so, but then I freaked out and I was like, oh my gosh, like I need to level up. And so I, whatever level up meant. Mm-hmm. And so I went out, or not went out, I went online and went to BH Photo Video and yep. I, looked at the most like epic camera I could find. I got this. Was that literally what you s- typed in the search bar? <clears throat> Pretty much. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I, so I got the Sony NEX FS 700. Why is the closest microphone? I think you're good too. Okay. Solid. Appreciate I think it. it. It likes you. It's, it is. it's happy in your screen. It's creeping, but then I was like, I was, like, I was embracing <laughs> the, the <laughs> creeping. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, so I bought an $8,000 camera that, you know, I was like, oh, I should get a red. It was that exact, you know, whatever Sweet. BS, like, well, that this camera have arrived. And I've heard, mm-hmm. it's funny that you're like, you know, the guy being like, oh, well, the moment that I pull it out, it's like, people know I'm not kidding around. But then you've also seen, you see footage of shot on a red, and you're like, that looks like dog shit. Yeah. So it does, like, it doesn't matter. If you can shoot, you can shoot. If you can't shoot, you can buy any camera you want, and right. it's not going to improve you. Either. Right. And it's like, for me, the journey was finding my own security of, like, because, like, that big-ass camera I went into debt for sure. and wanted to return it, like, 29 days later after I filmed a project, and I they actually found all my equipment that was stolen. Really? Yeah. And uh, They find the guy that did it? Yeah. He was just he was like a little. What's his name? Meth head guy. What's his address? I don't know. <laughs> Herman. Sh- 
<laughs> sure burglar. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Sounds but, like a rat. So, so I get yeah. all my get all my stuff back. I'm one day over the the policy of returns, so I'm stuck with you know eight thousand sure. dollars of equipment I didn't really need, and I heavily regretted it. But what I regretted the most was I had this fancy. I mean, it looked like a bazooka, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're like I could like blow something up with sure. this thing, and the fact that I never wanted to take it out. I never wanted to bust it out nope. in front of people. It was hard to carry, hard to handle, and it was just like, and I didn't even like the way, I didn't like the picture. I didn't like how Absolutely. hard it was sure. to make it look like what I liked in yep. my aesthetic. So it was just, and I think I ended up selling it for like three grand like later and was like, I don't care. Just get this out of my life, yeah. right? And, um, you know, but yeah, that gear question, like I, I had a groomsman come up to me and tried to like, asked me to dance while filming with an Mm -hmm. iPhone and all the things in my hands and then he said what's the worst pickup line you've ever had at a wedding and I was like when someone comes up and tries to like uh, school me with gear being like sure so what are you shooting with over there? Yeah, what do you got? What do you, what else you got you working with? Or, oh yeah, I'm I'm more of a Nikon person myself. You know, I shoot with and and they go through whatever. It's like if you want to repel to to me, not to interrupt, but the most annoying person in the history of the world is the family member at a wedding that thinks they can shoot and they have their camera and they want everyone to know hey, Aunt Sally can shoot too. And she's oh. taking pictures. She's trying to get in the photographer's way. And like, and she wants everyone to know, like, I'm here to save the day. Yeah. I'm here to save the day. I was at a wedding where literally the bride and groom asked someone to stop shooting a family member. They wouldn't. And the person had to be escorted oh my out of the wedding because Next they refused level. to stop shooting. Oh no. Yeah. oh, no. Well, we have in our contracts, we, you know, we yeah. do the thing saying we're the uh, sole professional yep. videographer on site sure. and if a family member you know third cousin twice removed busts out their ipad and is like cock blocking us from yeah. like getting your vows exchange you, they we, will punch them in the face yeah that's mm. in our contract sure. and they have to sign off yeah. scissor kick to the growing <laughs> yeah. if we see get out. granny with get one iphone photo out. yeah and so you know but we just try to spell it out plainly mm. same with you know i try to always connect with the official right before yep. and introduce the unplugged ceremony sure. concept because like we had we had uh we had an ipad second row mm. uh this weekend that you know i loved and zoomed in on and wanted to put it on our instagram story sure. and but yeah you know it's like different i mean i also want to be respectful of yeah. like older folks that's how they feel they're bringing they're capturing a memory right and it's so tough now like because it's such an instant gratification world so yeah. Because a lot of times I'm like, why doesn't every bride and groom adopt the philosophy of like the unplugged ceremony? But then I was like, well, I get it if they're like, well, we want something to post within the next two months before it takes us, us to get our video or photos, whatever. Sure. So I get it. But at the same time, it's like, it, I don't know if people realize how much that stuff gets in the way. Yeah. And yeah, like the bride's coming down the aisle and you got, you know, Uncle Steve doing one of these (laughs) yeah and then it looks bad on us because they're like well where's the shot and i'm like well ask uncle steve Steve, who's 475 pounds 
just walked out into the aisle yeah. and I pulled out my back trying to bend around him and now I'm hurt for the rest of the wedding. Yeah, yeah. I will send you an invoice for my yeah, doctor yeah. appointment. No. Uh, but yeah. real quick though, I do want to say one, one thing that about the equipment too that I think is super important. And again, like just talking about the people that bring a ton of um, equipment. And again, I'm not, anyone can shoot how you want to shoot. I'm not that's saying, right. but I'm saying like for someone that's starting off, just something to think about is it's one thing if you're working with actors that like feel comfortable with equipment, but you're working with usually mm-hmm. uh, a couple that this could be the first time really in front of the camera. So you want to make it as easy and as laid back as possible. So the more equipment you bring, the more they feel they feel like they're acting. And even even now, like I know there's a camera on me, so I'm acting different. I'm sitting up extra tall right oh, now. Oh, for sure. I haven't breathed in four hours. Oh, I'm just going to get yeah. back to how I normally like to like sit. That. I mean, I've had to pick my left nostril for 20 minutes. I'm not doing it. My eye itches. I have a twitch I was trying to fight. Um, but like you want to make them as comfortable as possible. So then yeah. they know that they're acting. I said like, so I'm on camera now. I'm aware that I'm on camera, yeah. so I'm acting a little different. And the whole goal of the day and mm-hmm. to do something is to get those real and raw moments because that's the stuff that they're going to love the most. Yeah. So the less that they even are aware that you're there, your assistant's there, the better every their the the better their day is going to be yeah but also the better their end product is going to be so it's like such a such a win-win because i i've worked with some awesome or some awesome photographers um but then like they're almost stress stressor to the day because they're like we got to get this done and you can tell the couple's like damn man i didn't know i was going to pay you all this money and you're going to stress me the hell out like just be be a little chiller about it so it's like it's such a give and take like obviously you got to make sure you're getting great stuff but you don't want to you want to make sure they're comfortable, their families are comfortable, their friends are comfortable. Because, I mean, you can tell when people are over the camera and then you just got to figure out how to still get the shots without yeah. and, bugging them. And my favorite thing, and I used to use this as like a marketing tagline when I was extra feisty, it was like, I, our goal is to capture you having the time of your life, yeah. not just posing like you are. Wow, that's that's amazing. Because it's like, you know, this is not, I mean, yeah, I mean, we, I'm sure you have horror stories of for those sure. times where photographers like hijack the bride and groom for, sure. for two hours doing like flash umbrella stage lights on the beach to get whatever yeah. they wanted. And, um, and it's like it, it affected the DJ, the timeline, the Absolutely. guests were just twiddling their thumbs. And or... at the same time, it, the, the couple doesn't even really want to do it. Like, the couple's over it. Like, how many times yeah. do you say the couple's like, well, do we have to do this? I kind of just want to go hang out at cocktail hour. Yeah. So if if I'm a, if I'm, if I'm running the show, yeah. we're done. Because, yeah. like, you no longer want to be part of this. So, you like, you're almost mad at me for wanting to shoot. And, like, this isn't about me. This is about you guys. So cool if you don't want to shoot no worries like yeah. i'll go sit and grab a mozzarella stick <laughs> and you can go hang out yeah and we're done like why force people to do something that they don't want to do and again i understand you got to get your stuff but those pictures are going to mean really nothing to them or those video that video footage is going to mean nothing to them because they didn't really want to be there and they i know for me when i look at at video clips where i'm in it or you know even when i think of in my past life, you know, when I, I sure. was married at a young age, and we, uh, you know, we hired some some buddies to take photos, mm-hmm. and I remember how frustrated, um, you know, my partner at the time he was that he 
he was hangry and yep. they didn't know what they were doing and they were just taking pictures and it was like we were just like an attraction of our day sure. we were just shuttled in take photos around us take pictures yeah. with your iPhone pause and it was like we almost missed our whole dinner out like yeah. we did miss dinner we got like scraps from the caterers because you know it's just the is it a photo shoot yeah. or is it a wedding this is always a question I'd love to ask uh like ex-couples or whoever, uh, or ex-clients, I should say, uh, like when you're driving away from your wedding, what percentage, like, do would you say it was a time of your life or would you say, holy shit, that was a waste of money? Hmm. I think it'd be 50-50. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. But just because a lot, of, yeah. again, like in Charleston, it's such a southern wedding traditional town, like, I think a lot of it is for the parents and a lot of it is yeah. for this and and they're just going, oh, I would have done this differently or I would have done this differently and this is and this is so again like I can't I can't fathom spending that much money on anything but just especially for one day so you're just going what like were you happy with it? and again some people might be like dude it was I'd do it again tomorrow yep and some mm -hmm. people are like I would have eloped oh uh, yeah for sure yeah and it's so like an experiential thing of I had um, a good friend of mine that she's a yoga instructor and I you know asked her her perspective on wedding days yeah. and, and wedding planning advice and she was like put the Pinterest away, put the magazines away, put yep. whatever, all of your friends' opinions, lock it all away, sit down, close your eyes, and ask yourself, how do I wanna feel on my wedding day? Yeah. What do I wanna feel? Yeah. And then figure out your key statement of, I wanna feel relaxed, yep. I wanna feel connected to my partner, and I want to get to laugh with my friends. Mm -hmm. and that is your backbone sure. of all the decisions so that and she did practical things of if you think you want to get a corset dress that gives you that bodice that you know you think you want but you're not going to be able to take mm, yeah dress, you will be miserable yeah yeah and it's like that's not going to serve how you want to feel so yep. it's like that i love that and that stuck with me of you know yeah with all of those all the details and the layers like it's all beautiful and amazing but then it's like yeah what's your true biggest priorities yeah of the experience of that day. Otherwise, at the end of the day, you're like, oh my gosh, what just happened? Yeah, uh, one of my favorite brides ever, I'll give her a shout out, Lisa Citro. Uh, she is like the epitome of someone that like, their wedding was amazing, but it was because of her. Like, she was so much fun. She made it so fun for everyone else. And uh, I, I, as I, we kind of talking earlier, I rarely post any wedding stuff on my Instagram. Um, but I posted a little teaser for them and I remember the, the caption, I remember we were eating, it was Sean Elizabeth were the photographers and we were just like all hanging out and eating tacos and she got taco, like a little bit of taco on her dress and she like thought it was hilarious. And like, I was like, dude, this could have like ruined some people's oh, day yeah. and she just absolutely rolled oh. with it and like almost oh. made it more fun. Yeah. So I remember with, I was just thinking about, because we said, as we were, I think me and Elizabeth and Sean grabbed a drink after that, and we're like, if every client of ours was like that, this would be the greatest job in the world. Yeah, and, uh, wow. And I just remember posting on Instagram, and I, I was just like thinking as like stupid, like, oh, what should I post for a caption? And I just wrote like, there's two types of brides. There's a bride that like uh, gets taco stains on her dress, 
and dominates the dance floor or there's the napkin stressors and i'm like napkin stressors do not apply like but that's again like going back to business school like learning what you want like you just think as you're saying cool like you want business but at the same time if you can tell that a a bride's going to be a pain in the ass and if she's going to be high maintenance and this like it's not worth the money it's not like another client will come around um so i don't know where i was going that but anyways lisa citro Miss you, love you. Yeah, crushed it, freaking bride of the century. Oh my gosh! So, with well, okay, I want to tie into this. Cause I think this is cool that you do this as well. So you, not only are you in the video, you know, wedding video world, sure. but also you do um, a pretty good bit of commercial work as well. Correct. Um, what's like? Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. If tomorrow. Yeah someone handed you like a bajillion dollars and you never had to work a day in your life and you could fund any creative project, any video shoot, whatever, what would you do? Um, That's a great question and probably one I can't answer right now. Um, I don't know because there is, I really enjoy so much of it because I am trying to get more into uh, music videos and it used to be weddings were 80 per, 80 80% of my you know livelihood yeah. and now it's 50/50 between uh music commercial and weddings and it's like I think I'd do what I'm doing now I would just be a little pickier about it I don't mm-hmm. like I don't know that's a horrible answer delete delete I mean, this no I don't know like cuz I can work on a documentary now and I I love that but I also love um, like the right client in a wedding, like I can leave and be like, "Man, that was fantastic! Like that was awesome!" And like the people you work with are great. Um, I, I don't know. Okay, what yeah. about what about dream? I'm disgusted how positive I am right now. Uh, um, dream video shoot, bucket dr- list experience. Uh, bucket list experience. I would direct a music video for. Uh, either One Republic or Mumford and Sons. Ooh. Yeah. All right. Just super creative groups that I know people that have worked with them, and they're just like they give, um, they give so much creative control mm-hmm. to the people that they're that they're hiring. Yeah. Um. And I, it's, it's 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 a weird world, and when people talk about well the differences between the weddings and the music. Uh, like the, it's kind of almost like an ego thing where, oh, I'm glad I do music videos because what well, looks cool on a resume, it looks cool on a reel, or whatever. But at the same time, it can be a huge pain in the ass. Um, and one thing people don't realize is, like, yeah, you you with a wedding, you shoot the you shoot the wedding, you edit the wedding in a week, and then cool. I hope you like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you don't, I'll tweak a little bit, yeah. but. Uh, sorry, you know, yeah. like I'm gonna do my absolute best, but it yeah. is what it is. It's yeah. what, it, but like with a music video, you got 40 people giving you their input, and you got this and that. Yeah, and it's like you see the money at first, like oh, okay, great, but then you don't realize that's three months of work. Yeah, and then, the practical. Yeah, the practical, the the writing, the treatments, the hiring cast, the hiring this, hiring this on the back end, dealing with the edit, dealing with the color, dealing with the the client. Is the artist happy with the way they look? Are the client are they happy with the you know? There's so many yeah. things that go involved where, um, 
basically what I'm trying to say is the grass isn't always greener. Right. Yeah. We, sometimes you're like, oh, I, as, and that's why I'm saying it's a hard answer question to answer about like what the projects are because sometimes I'm going, I'm on a project where I'm like, wow, this is my dream job. Yeah. This is my dream job. And then I'm on set and I'm going, I can't wait to get out of here. Yeah. I can't wait to get out of here. Yeah. Um, and then same thing with a wedding. I'm like, oh, God, I can't believe I'm shooting another wedding at Boone Hall. But then you get there, you're like, oh, this is actually pretty badass. Yeah. Like, like so it's just a, it's a weird it's a weird thing. Basically, whoever you're working with can make or break the well, project. And I love I can so appreciate that because, you know, I feel like when you're in the wedding world mm -hmm. and you're like, all right, I'm here. And then you're like, OK, well, how can I create something? Um, you know, maybe it's more consistent or, sure. you know, um, because for a long time I had the thinking of a wedding client is a one hit wonder. You know, I book the client, I yep. get them, there's one event and then it's over. Yep. But I've been shifting my limiting belief around recognizing like how valuable can I offer my energy, our presence that, you know, the the bridesmaids and the groomsmen, mostly bridesmaids, you know, like like will fall in love with the experience sure. they have with us and the family members yeah. and how can we create, you know, we have um, an amazing family that we're, you know, we're on our third daughter's wedding, mm -hmm. you know, where it's like the family had such a positive experience. Sure. And then, you know, and, and really building, hold on, I sound like a lizard. <laughs> So, Hold first. Yeah. Sponsor. <laughs> while, while we mute. Mute show. <laughs> okay. I need to do my little, my old preacher man singing. Yeah. Okay. Don't worry, so, wedding client. She does that during the middle of your vows, uh, during your it. ceremony. Yeah. I'm just clearing my throat back here. Uh, so, but that, you know, to establish so much value and yeah. so much connection with the clients. Um, but yeah, the commercial work, you're like, oh yeah, it's like consistent. Well, yeah. Like, again, like it's, it's. The ego is like such a disgusting thing. Like you think you want those projects because you're like, oh, this this makes me look cool. This is gonna I'm, look. I'm good gonna on. be like legit. Yeah. When I do that. And then, but then you get there, you're like, well, ugh, this wasn't as fun as I thought. Like mm -hmm. this wasn't is is fulfilling monetarily or like emotionally as I thought. And what about time wise? Like the revisions, the client 100%. revision sucks the soul out of that creative yeah. spark or the vision or I, the. I, I, I did a project that I thought was like my dream job and they did 17 rounds of edits. Like it went on for months. So how many, how many months did you have to. The edit, to editing process was three months. Oh my God. So that's again, like you get, like you see what and you're like oh damn all right and then but then when you balance it out you're like that was way less than what i'd make for a wedding yeah yeah, yeah. it's like i've really um shifted and appreciated it came full circle yeah. with the client experience of like event videography sure. and you know it's like my own soul searching like i started filming underwater and <clears throat> Uh, and uh, awkward pause. And, and just that, um, you know, it was for me, my love of filming started when I worked on a boat in the Caribbean yep. and I was like, wait a second, I might not get to frolic in bikinis every day and for get sure. paid and like all these things. And um, so it was about catching what was real and just documenting right. real moments. And so I feel like my root of what I love is like content rich 
stories, right? And it's like our whole tagline is to live a life filled with passion yeah. and stories worth telling. Yeah. Because that's that lifeblood of like just to, to work on a project or an experience where, yeah, you are capturing the moment. I love right. that with weddings it is like, well, like you didn't like the way you walked down the stair like down the aisle, like bummer like it's yeah. just it it's it's <laughs> honest you know like it's a real experience <laughs> sure. versus like you know I, I've worked with a, a photographer that like I don't ever care to refer him because he like sucked the lifeblood out of Horrible. this couple's first look sure. and was like okay now walk up okay pause okay now put your hand on her shoulder okay or on his shoulder okay great pause yep okay perfect now I'm gonna get some close-ups all right now you can turn at one another okay look at each other smile okay great all right now um give each other a kiss like he completely ripped the magic out of that was their first look for yeah. them you know that was a that was their one moment in the day I mean you're literally hitting the nail on the head with the two points, but uh, there was one photographer I worked with, and that was the biggest thing I took away from him. He was like, I'm not going to name who yeah. he is. Uh, I didn't like him that much. No, I'm kidding. He was incredible. Um, but he was, he's, a, he's huge. And the wedding we were filming was average wedding. I'm sure he's thought he shot a million times bigger wedding, but he was so in it. Like mm-hmm. he was locked in, and like he made them feel like they were the best couple he's ever worked with that was the best wedding and it was a local wedding i was talking to him I'm like oh like where are you off to next he's like oh i got a wedding in thailand then i got a wet wedding in you know bali yeah. but he made it seem like and oh. i i looked at that i was like man i gotta i gotta take some of that because yeah. it was like infectious like it made me like him more but you could tell how much the family loved him and again, just talking to like to people that are getting in the industry and you're going, well, how do I book business? As you said, your energy the day of is 100% people see that. Yeah. So we're here, these huge Southern weddings where the bridesmaids, you know, there's 400 bridesmaids. Yeah. Bridal parties, like 800 people. Yeah, half around. of them are gonna get married in the next two years. And yeah. if they remember you is, Wow, Shelby was hilarious. She was fun. Their video bad was good. Jokes. Yeah, yep. yeah, bad mm-hmm. jokes. She was cool. Mm-hmm. Huh? Like, let's get her. And before yeah. you know it, then you are every year you got a built-in yeah. three to four booked weddings without even yeah. doing anything. But it's the exact opposite. If you're a prick, yeah, and you're like raining on their parade, and if you look weird and you stink and this and that, yeah. Then yeah. they're going, I'm not hiring Stinky for, or none of my friends Stinky's hire not Stinky. getting any of no, my repeat Stinky business. Stinky is not getting referrals from anybody. Mm-hmm. No. All right, so beyond the video products that you sure. create and that you produce, um, what's a picture of your world beyond your profession? What do you like to do when you're not booked and, you know, like your downtime? What's yeah. your favorite way of relaxing? Um, two things. Biggest thing is just like totally cliche answer is just traveling, like just obsessed with traveling and I think that like especially in a creative world and definitely living in a place like Charleston you have to get out and you have to see new things and and I'm not saying you have to go um, you know to New Zealand or anything but even just like a quick weekend trip to New York um, I I don't mean to keep name dropping Elizabeth Faye but I talk to her all the time and that's when her and I talk about that we're like we gotta go to LA just for like two days to just kind of like just walk the Venice Beach Boardwalk, you know, like just see different types and like it is totally uh, refreshing. So like I love doing it, but also I think like it's an investment into making your work better. Yeah. If you just 
and I, I don't even won't even bring my camera with me. I'm like, I just want to, yeah, like just actually enjoy it, like actually be in the moment. And mm. one of the best things that ever happened to me is I had this crazy uh, phone mishap the, the past month, and I haven't been able to get any of my apps on my phone. So uh, if I want to log into Instagram, I uh, like literally have to go on my desktop and like type in Instagram, <laughs> and it's like it's a horrible process. <laughs> Yeah. But when it's on my phone, I'm just like, bing, bing. everything's yeah. for Instagram and this and that. But now, but mm-hmm. then looking at my desktop, I would just check it in the morning, whatever. But then like, I would just forget about it. I'd forget about it. I'd forget about it. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, so many of the things that I was doing um, was like, oh, cool. Like, I want to, I want to, if I'm in Italy, I want to bring this camera with me and shoot everything so that I can make a, a recap video for Instagram for likes. And it was just like, it's so stupid. You're not even living in in that moment anymore. Mm-hmm. You're just thinking more about oh the business and it's gonna get likes and someone might see it. But I was like, I'd come home and I'm like, I'm almost more tired than when I went went over there because I was shooting all the time and my yeah. brain was constantly thinking of the shot list that I needed yep. to make. Um, so yeah, out of town I love traveling. And then in town, uh, literally have become so obsessed with beach volleyball. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, all right. I have sand in all parts of me at all times. Like if, right now, yeah. sand on the mic. Ah, thank yeah. you. <laughs> thank you for that little. You're welcome. Yeah. So oh my yeah, th- those are my two. Those are my two things right now. Cool. Yeah. Awkward, and I'm getting old. I think I have like two decent years of athletic ability left in me. Okay. So How I'm really gonna, trying to dominate the Charleston beach volleyball market in the next ah, two years. Um, but no, but traveling. But yeah, traveling. But just. Um, actually enjoying the experience not um mm-hmm. not going to travel uh just for pictures i was reading online the other day they said this one beach i think it was in the philippines it was inundated with like a hundred thousand influencers uh like in a month and they were showing like they were taking video and these people they're in the most gorgeous place in the world and they would go they'd take a picture they would immediately look down and then they'd leave like they weren't even experiencing it at all and uh i shot i shot uh, a video for um this one company and again it was one of those where i was like oh this could be cool but then i got there i was like i, I can't wait to leave i can't wait mm-hmm. to get out of here I, I filmed this thing in martha's vineyard which i was like that's oh, gonna be great and this huge company they brought in these influencers to have mm-hmm. like a weekend with yeah. the company and they're like oh we just want you to come and document it and it made me so sad mm-hmm. it was insane like we we're on a boat like you know yep. like i know you love being on boats we're on a boat and it was 12 influencers and and you said it too with the weddings where you're going we actually want to like capture you having a great time not like pretending to have a great time and it was like you would see these people and they'd have their phones and they're going, oh my God, I'm with my new best friend and we're doing this, we're doing that. But the second they stopped hitting record, they never talk the rest of the time. Oh my God. They're on a boat in Martha's Vineyard, like around the 4th of July, it was perfect out and they're doing this the whole time and it was just all about content, 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 content. And I'm just going like, what has this world come to? Like, it's, it's insane, I mean, uh, I don't know. Just have crazy. you have you noticed the face drop where it's like the camera, you know, the leaning in for the selfie, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, yeah!" yeah. And the yeah. moment they take the picture, their face goes, oh, 
yeah. and just drops. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that's such a relevant thing. And do you feel like you, because I don't find all that many people that um, are as, as attuned to like the digital, the constant, like, oh, I live life sure. behind this tiny phone. Do you feel like because you're in a line of work where you are looking for visual or like experiential things of like, oh, what would this be like to capture or to document? And yet then there's like, everyone has their own capability with mm -hmm. that. Do you feel like you're particularly aware of when you step away from your actual work that you don't want to just constantly continue to be like, okay, got to capture this, got to whatever? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um and also, too, I want to ask you this question. I, I do feel like it's a double-edged sword that, like, as I said, like, obviously I'm trying to be off it as much as possible. But in our line of work, you, no one goes to my website anymore. Like, I, I truly feel that. I, I feel mm -hmm. like everything's through my social media. Like, that's how I'm getting the majority of clients. Is, really? Oh, I saw this. Yeah. yeah. I saw this. Um, so, like, like, you have to have it for right. work. So, like, with, Necessary as you're saying, with, you know, your web content creation that you guys do, like, how much are you telling people to post and how much are you telling people to be on there? I mean, I'm, I'm like not the person to tell people what to do because yeah. I personally, you know, we have been doing curating social media content for people and, um, you know, there's four of us full time and mm -hmm. two of the girls are, are like ninjas that are just constantly the day in day out posting on behalf of our clients. And we've recognized the biggest time suck and like creative, just like something that is some of the least return. It's the necessary evil and it's just not, you know, it's just, it's like, oh, we have to put out with this thing is social mm -hmm. media. And so my thing like the word that works for me is like disruptive and maverick like mm -hmm. i want to post things that startle shock like um uh, show comedy i feel like people with social media want to be entertained sure and so you know we like we, we've done these recaps after we film a wedding and we've done like six hours of editing and we're like so you know like sure. oh my god it's uploaded uh let's go party let's go celebrate and we'll take 10 minutes and just do a walkthrough of what was your favorite thing what sucked oh yeah. we accidentally filmed all of that in 4k and did a half terabyte of perfect collection yeah, yeah. you know just like <laughs> just share our experience so <clears throat> the thing for me with social media is i want to showcase um I feel like in in this era that we're in, everyone can do a perfectly curated um, aesthetic. And I think that we're fucking tired of it. I'm 100%. tired of it. I don't believe any of it. Yeah. And especially getting to work with influencers and whatever. Yeah. It's like, I am so not convinced. I went to an influencer party and um, you know everyone's so busy posting whatever. And none of them knew how to like look someone in the eye, shake their hand and have a fucking conversation. Sure. And I was like, what? And these are the people that yeah. are supposed to be leading our thinking of what is appropriate or desirable yeah. in culture. So I think the approach that I've been taking is like, how much can I look like an idiot um, in front of people 100%. and share like this is who we are? And yeah. that's a really big lifeblood with you know, launching this podcast. It's like there are so many talented videographers and creators in this town and um, and just, yeah, around the country. And we Real want quick, to- Real quick, it really is insane, like all the talent that's in Charleston. Yeah. It really is. It's, you know, and, and it's there's enough cake for everyone. There's yeah. enough pieces of the pie, but I've just realized, you know, when I got into it five years ago, there was maybe like 
eight to ten major sort of players in sure. the video realm, and now I'm like, what? Like who? Yeah. Who undercut me? Like who's who? this bastard? Yeah, yeah. what? <laughs> and but it's like there's so many amazing people that can do exceptional video products sure. that it's like, all right, we all are offering fantastic videos. Yeah. What can I set? You know, what's going to set me apart? And it's like I want to show you the humans behind it. Yeah. Because you know maybe they got great footage and it made a nice highlight reel. Yeah. But were you comfortable? Were you supported? Were you laughing? Did yeah. you feel, did you walk away with a new lifelong best friend? Because that's what we're going for is like, we want to create Absolutely. real connection with people and like your taco bride, you yeah. know, where you're like, I'm sure when you see her, like that connection with that couple is just like, for sure, you guys, like yeah. you guys, like uh, you make my life rich. Absolutely. Um, and I know I didn't fill out the questionnaire. I apologize. Uh, but I do remember seeing a question um, about like some of the best advice, like one of the best quotes that anyone has told me. And it, it literally is playing exactly into what you're saying. Yes, there's tons of competition, but there's a, a friend of mine uh, from Chicago and she's incredibly successful entrepreneur, uh, but like struggled, 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 then like found her niche and just mm. blew up. And when I was talking about do, possibly doing different things, she's like, it doesn't matter if there's competition, you just have to keep telling yourself they're not you. Yeah. And so she's like, yeah, like there's always gonna be someone that's better than you, yep. but they're not you. Like, do they offer, and, and that's not like an egotistical thing, like, oh, they're right. not PJ Brown, like, but no, right. like they're just like, they're not Shelby, they're not whoever, like, yep. like you can offer something unique that someone else can't. So yeah. again, like they might be better than you in some things, but are they as much fun as you? Like, yeah. do they have the people skills you do? It's like, there's just always something that you can offer that someone mm -hmm. else can. And I took that, I was like, damn, you know, cause so many times I was like, oh, should I move to LA? Should I do this? And I'm like, oh, I'd get eaten alive. There's so much competition, it's so scary. But then there's going, damn, like, they're not you. Like, yeah. it's, and I, I think that's a good, good piece of advice for any of the kids at home listening. Yep. Yeah. Well, PJ, this has been amazing. Um, how can people get in touch with you? How can they see you? They your can't. Work? Don't contact me ever. Don't talk to him. Especially if it's That's for why we invited him on the a show. wedding yep. at a chapel in Charleston. <laughs> Now, uh, what's, what's your social media or your website? Yeah. How can people... Uh, website is lifeandrewind.com. Uh, social media, the only thing I am ever on is Instagram. Um, it's at life and rewind films awesome so yeah. at life in rewind films plural so so fancy so fancy. um pj yeah. it's been real just an honor mm. besides mm. besides her hocking up a long three times it was really enjoyable you're welcome yeah. all right thank you so much for watching if you're listening thank you for tuning in please be sure to uh like subscribe follow all the social media things i just shit on do all those things please <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Yeah. Please follow me. Please. Awesome. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm.